that does nothing. It literally does nothing. You're just moving air backwards for no. I'll take the only thing it does is it make it, you look silly. That's literally it. Or you might kick someone in the face as they walk behind you. <laughs> Welcome to the Gym and Tonic podcast with me, Tim Chase, and today I'm joined by possibly the world's most intellectual but yet moniest personal trainer you'll ever meet. It is Mr. Jack Duffy. How are you doing, Jack? I'm good. How are you? I am very well. I am very excited for today. Like, never have I been more excited to be so negative in my life. Yeah, well, that's where I'm going to excel, I think. You hit the nail on the head with Monius. I don't know about most intellectual, but we'll find out. Well, you know, you're up there, mate. You're up there with some of the, some of the best trainers <laughs> that I've come into contact with over the last sort of 10 years. And, uh, Appreciate it. Uh, we might have to filter some of this out. It's going to be pretty full on. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep the language down to a minimum, so don't upset too many people. But uh, tell us, mate, who are you for anyone who doesn't know? Um, you know tell us about yourself. Um, well, I'm a personal trainer um, with an S&C background, kind of mixed the two. Um, started, my, uh, started with a degree in sports performance, human performance, and then sort of ended up going down the personal training route. Um, even when I'm working with clients, general population, if they're trying to build muscle or lose weight, I still like to include sort of S&C principles in that. I don't see any reason why most people can't do the uh, do both of them. Um, so that's that's really it. I mean, yeah, I just like I tick a bit of uh, boxes in both categories. I do a bit of S&C, which is probably my forte, and then I also do just standard kind of personal training as well. Nice. So um, S&C being strength conditioning for anyone who has no idea what S&C is um so yeah that kind of gets me into my next question what on earth is strength and conditioning because for myself being like an aesthetic athlete I probably view strength conditioning very differently to how you would view it for me it's just a question of being stronger and being more conditioned for a sport um <laughs> which I think basically incorporates squats deadlifts running you know and that's really about as far from probably the truth as it can be so yeah tell me um, well, I think like this, I think the strength side of it is quite self-explanatory. Um, pretty much anyone that goes in the gym that is lifting weights or, or using any kind of resistance is aiming to get stronger. Um, the more complex side of it comes with the conditioning side because within like what you do with the kind of aesthetic side, when people refer to conditioning, they kind of refer to have it, they use it to refer to like a low body fat percentage, looking leaner. Um, looking like more shredded rather than sort of bigger when they're bulking. But that isn't really what conditioning means in this strength conditioning world. Conditioning is literally about how prepared you are for your event, your sport, whatever it is you, you do. So if you're, if you're a runner, but you're not used to impact, then you're not going to be conditioned for that sport. You've got more chance of tearing your muscle, no matter how strong you are, you are not conditioned to that. Um, it's the same as like if you're a boxer, if you're not used to kind of taking the punches and how to control them, then you're not conditioned to that sport. That's regardless of, of your body weight um, or, or your body composition, how low your body fat is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so this and C or definition is kind of finding a bit of both. You, you have to, you want to develop your strength in the gym. It doesn't have to be over complex, just using your kind of basic standard moves, which most people use, but the complex bit becomes learning how to apply that into your sport. So getting strong by doing squats is great. 
and that is massively going to help if you're a sprinter or something like that but if you're not learning how to use that strength so you're not running you're, you're not sprinting you're not learning how to jump land decelerate that kind of thing then you're not actually going to get any benefits of that you're just going to be strong statically so you kind of have to do the both yeah so that that's i mean there's so many questions that i've got on this sort of topic and the problem is i think that the answer to all of it is it really depends doesn't it on which sport you're training for so it has to be so sport specific when it comes to transferring these skills the, the the transfer yes um but the actual strength building not so much um like i said i think with the which we'll probably touch on this a bit later with the kind of instagram culture and stuff that's out there everything is trying to be over creative too complex too wacky um too unique whereas for majority of sports they're gonna go they really need to when building strength need to go through the same kind of motions squats deadlifts single leg stuff um overhead presses bench presses rows that kind of thing but the transition into their sports specific needs is where it becomes a little bit more complex but you, again within the gym setting you don't need to worry about that too much like i said if you if you're doing your squats these single leg stuff in the gym and then you're going out onto the track and you're working with your running coach and you're running you're going to learn how to apply that strength anyway rather than trying to specifically incorporate that within the gym where you normally see some craziness happening and people jumping around on bow shoes and stuff yeah. that doesn't necessarily need to happen makes sense makes sense reminds me of a guy i don't know if you heard a guy called peter twist um i think it's an american guy he used to work with ice hockey players out there but he was obsessed with yeah people on a bow suit with a swiss ball and then they were like balancing yeah, I, mean, and... <laughs> I mean like yeah it looks good but there is no real benefit unless your sport literally is balancing on a bow suit there's no need to be doing it like i will take that no benefit um so yeah what's your training look like then so you talked about the sort of basic moves of, of snc i'm assuming your training's kind of taking these basic principles because you obviously play football to it or you did play football to a pretty um high standard um and you were pretty good at taking people's kneecaps out as well um <laughs> so yeah how's your sort of training looking at the moment and what are you kind of training for? Um, yeah so well my training specifically is i'd say a, a hybrid of many things so I would say parts of it are SNC based, performance based, but because I'm not involved in a specific sport at the moment, I do have elements of sort of aesthetic stuff in there or or bodybuilding or even powerlifting, which I touched on a few years back when I was sort of getting into that. So I probably if anything, I probably do too much of everything to really progress massively. But my thoughts behind it are because I tend to work with clients from different backgrounds and I'm always trying to expand it that they all kind of require something different. So I want to be able to do a bit of everything. So if I'm working with someone who wants to work aesthetically, I've got reasonably good experience with that. If I'm working with someone who's looking to improve performance, I do that. Um, also do, I do bits and pieces of Olympic lifting as well. Um, I'm not amazing yeah. at it myself, but I'm reasonably good at teaching it. Um, again, that's a that's something we can touch on with S and C. Is it really necessary? Yes, if you've got the time, to be able to work with your clients just to teach them then it is very useful but majority of uh, of um of athletes and, and their coaches don't have the time to be able to spend months and months and months and years and years and years going through a technique for generally little reward when there are other exercises out there that can elicit the same if not better responses with uh, less, uh, less training less um 
yeah, like less duration needed on coaching the technical aspects of it. I think the the risk, the sort of injury risk to reward ratio of Olympic lifting is is not really that great for the majority of athletes. Obviously, if you want to do Olympic lifting, you've got to do it or CrossFit or something like that. But I do it for my own personal thing. I like to be able to teach it. Um, and it is, it does have, like I said, has uses in Olympic, in within sport specific, but it doesn't need to be the foundation of it. Yeah, it's going to depend on the client, how much time they've got, how driven they are, what their goal is. You know, if you've got one hour a week with someone, <laughs> you're going to spend it exactly on that one element when yeah. they're paying you for your time. That's that's precisely it. That's precisely it. You don't. Most athletes don't have enough time to be able to spend teaching them the movement where they're using essentially no real resistance. So not actually getting anything out of it. Whereas you could be doing something else where they're going to get the same, if not better, results from it in more simpler terms. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so when you were doing when you were training for football, then because um, that's you know this is you're the first person who's kind of come on with that kind of sporting. Uh, background yeah. training to excel at a particular sport. How was your sort of training set up then, including the SNC for for sort of training on a? I think you were training on was it a playing on a Saturday or something? So I don't know how yeah, you so, structure your training for that. Yeah, so I, yeah, I went through a bit where my initial plan was when I sort of first started training was I, I obviously I didn't really understand it. I just went in and did what everyone did. I was just doing bench press and bicep because I was trying to get bigger for football, but it wasn't obviously helping on football, I was just getting bigger. So when I sort of learned a bit more after I did my degree and my internship and stuff like that, my structure really was more about um, the intent of the training rather than volume and hypertrophy and stuff like that because you can't be going into games with like muscle soreness, which essentially you get from hypertrophy if you're doing like bodybuilding style or, or like you're like probably mostly what you do, like your chest or whatever probably hurts for a few days because you've been hammering bench press, incline press, flies press-ups whatever you can't really do that in sports world so i used i still split it um i personally still had upper body day and lower body day focused but probably i would probably still sway towards like a full body sessions i think they work better using some power elements so you would still be using like um maybe some simple olympic stuff like jerks stuff like that using jumps using the prowlers uh, or the sleds as other people might know them and then still using your main stuff, lots of single leg work. And the crucial one is lots of hamstring work, loads and loads of hamstring work. I mean, I still suffer with hamstring problems now, but that's mainly because I've done basically no running for about two years. And now I'm trying to carry my heavy old body around and it doesn't want to do it. But um, ham, yeah, hamstring and hip dominant stuff is, is crucial for, for particularly footballers or anyone that, where their sport involves sprinting. So I kind of used to tailor it around that. Like I said, the structure really was not doing too, wasn't really doing too much volume. It was all about intent. So trying to move the weight with purpose um, and doing sort of less reps, making it more explosive, still trying to move a heavy weight, but with less time under tension because you're trying not to elicit that muscle soreness. Well, yeah. So if you were going to give um, anyone listening that advice that maybe they do some sort of team sport, I don't know, football, rugby, whatever it may be, um, and they're maybe just doing your classic bodybuilding split, you know, like some yeah. sort of full legs or bro split, thinking they want to get bigger because they want to be better at sport. Or yeah. maybe what advice would you give then um, if, if they're going to go and get into the gym? You said hamstring work. Is there any particular exercises you'd say, right, make sure you hit these three moves or anything? Yeah, so 
hamstrings, predominantly within like football and those kind of settings, are usually the most injured, most torn muscle going. And it's actually yeah. usually it's usually on landing on impact when your hamstrings at full extent, uh, full extension. Sorry, and you're landing. If you can't handle the forces, now sometimes you can't stop it, but if it can't handle those forces, so if you're a rugby player and you and, and you weigh a certain amount, because some of them are massive, like they, they they absolutely dwarf me. I'm not big, so if you've got that amount of force coming through you, you have to be able to handle it. So doing lots of work on your hamstrings at um, full extension. So various uh, like Nordic curls are a uh, yep. uh, big fa- uh, favourites for everyone. They work brilliantly. Love Even it. holding isometrically at the end of that, if you can, at the end movement where it's the hardest and literally just doing like little feathered movements on your hamstrings so you're getting used to that full extension. Yeah, that's a great idea because I do them all the time. I always find somewhere in the gym where I'm going to hook my heels under. Or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've got a few videos on my page somewhere where I'm using them where essentially you're at the bottom end of the Nordic movement, so you're pretty much full extended and you're just working a, a slight further movement. You're not bringing yourself all the way up, but you're keeping that tension Nice. Instagram, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put, I'll put a link in the bio anyway so people can, can hit on that because that's, that's pretty cool. Um, any others? Yeah, yeah are... so you can't go wrong with Romanian deadlifts, um, particularly single leg. Uh, I actually prefer single leg stuff like that, um, particularly if you can get it hand-supported because you can use less weight to get the same response. So you're not having to carry such a heavy bar so it can take some pressure away from your lower back. And then, uh, and then the main things after that is Lots of jumps, lots of sprints with that incorporate some stops. So you're getting used to that decelerating. That's the most force that will come through your body when you're decelerating or when you're landing out of a jump. So they're, they're the key bits that you don't see most people doing, particularly younger guys when they go in the gym and they're a rugby player or a footballer. They, they tend to swerve kind of jumps and hops and, and stick in their landings and things like that, where they're, they're probably the most key things that they should be doing rather than bicep curls. Yeah, that's all. I mean, I programmed when I first started. I think when I was sixteen, I programmed for rugby, and it's all about just putting size on. And it was completely, it was half related, but really wasn't related. And then as a result, I've now got I don't know how many hamstring injuries. <laughs> you know, it was completely, completely. Well, putting the size on is is relevant to rugby, but if you're putting the size on, I like I said, which I touched on at the beginning was if you're putting the size on and you're not getting and you're not used to, you're not getting yourself used to. Um, that extra size within the movements, that's when the injuries come. So if you go away and do bodybuilding and put on 20 kilos of muscle over five years, or whatever, and then come back and start running, your body's going to, you're going to be slower and your body's going to start getting injuries because it's going to be like, what the hell is all this extra yeah. weight that I've got? Whereas you look at rugby and NFL and all that, some of them, they've got huge athletes, like massive, whether it's weight or muscle or fat, whatever, they're huge. Um, and they can still handle that and they're still fast. And it's because as they've got heavier, they've learned how to adapt it. They've still kept the sprinting, the jumping, the turning training with it. They haven't just been yeah. sitting on the leg press, making your legs big, going home, sitting down, blah, blah, blah. It's like they're still using it. So they're, it so gets stronger when they learn. The NFL guys are crazy what they do. Like their, their plyometric ability is mad. And I heard somewhere... Yeah, monsters. Some teams um, get their players to train when they're not recovered. So, you know, there's a whole debate about do you train when you've still got DOMS? Do you train when you're under-recovered? Yeah. In their off-season, they encourage them to train when they're not recovered so that you're, you're adapting okay. again, which is just crazy when you think about it. But it makes sense. 
you're yeah, so, everybody to another level of failure almost. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a big advocate of, I think rest is, is very important and is often overlooked. But like you said, there are, there are some studies out there that suggest if you, when you're fatigued or you're hurting, if you work, train through that, provided you, you've got the ability to, your body will teach itself to learn how you kind of increase in your capacity for work. Yeah, performance is performance suffers, but you don't care about performance in the off season. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's not definitely not something you would do in season, but off season possibly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, similar to bodybuilding versus um, powerlifters. You know, certain pre workouts give you that extra pump. You don't really want to pump when you're going for a one rep max. That's a large one. Is an additional pump that's going to probably you know hinder you. Um, last bit before we go, even just just we start tearing people to pieces, mate. Um, <laughs> what's What's the sort of difference, in your opinion, between people going about functional training and strength and conditioning? Like people throw that word functional training around. What the hell is functional training? Uh, and I what, mean, <laughs> what would you call it? What, what? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I'm a good person or a bad person to ask about this, but <laughs> I, I generally, I genuinely hate the word for a couple of reasons. Like the word functional, because it's obviously it's supposed. It kind of got created. I don't think it got created in the S&C world. It got created in the kind of, I'd say, the basic end of the fitness world. Yeah. To try and make it stand out from, like, standard resistance machines or static lifting. Yeah. So it's supposed to be including things that involved, I would say, a bit more of an element of movement, so a run or a jump or, or whatever. <laughs> but on the flip side of that, like, what isn't? What isn't functional? You could argue any exercise is functional provided it, it suits that sport. You know, if you're, you can be a bodybuilder and, you know, a preacher curl isn't a functional exercise or is it considered one. But if you're a bodybuilder and trying to make your arms bigger, then a preacher yeah. curl can be functional because it's helpful for that. I just, yeah, I think it just, it opened up a gateway for, for some madness to happen, basically, the word functional. It just meant that, you could just keep creating the craziest jumps and turns and like hopping on balls and rolling around on mats and stuff like that. And I just think it's, I don't it, like there are elements of essence in it. I kind of get it, but I, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I kind of generally, if I see something that is advertised as functional training, I generally think it's probably going to be rubbish. It's, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just, it, it seems to be a label you can throw with something to just basically describe cardio mixed with weight, mixed with core. Yeah. Um, the most functional thing I can think of, and it always makes me laugh, is um, picking up a shopping bag. So <laughs> yeah. I really feel like you should just get a shopping bag and pick it up and pick it up and down four or five times, or go up and down the aisle of Tesco, put it something yeah. in your Because like, if you can do that for like an hour, yeah. like, you're never going to get tired of getting shopping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're functionally yeah, exactly. amazing. I just, yeah, I just, I, don't know. I just, I hate it. Like if I see like, a class or a program or something that's advertised as functional training or something like that, I just think, oh, it's probably going to be nonsense. It's probably going to involve some unnecessary <laughs> What about, so I think it may have fed the way of the uh, CrossFit world. Um, give me like a one sentence, your, your opinion on CrossFit, mate. <laughs> one sentence? Yeah, just all one word, mate. That'll do. One word? No, one word's too, uh, but one word's too difficult. Well, give me two, yeah, give me a, it's probably going to be a pro and a con like I've got. In my head, I have a, I okay, like I, this, I my two, and I don't I like my two, the biggest, the biggest pro for it, because I'm not, I'm not an anti-crossfitter at all. Um, I think the biggest pro for it is 
the community that it brings together. It, 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 there's obviously a great spirit, great rapport between people. It obviously is attracting lots of people. They, the amount of encouragement they all give to each other is incredible. And it's motivating a lot of people to do exercise they haven't done before. So I can't knock it for that. My biggest thing about it is I hate the use of Olympic lifting within it. And I think that's mainly because Olympic lifting is a power event. It's not an endurance. You shouldn't be doing it for, it's too complex to be doing yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands of reps or whatever. And also, they're not taught well, well enough at the beginner stage of CrossFit how to do Olympic lifting, I don't think. I don't, they haven't got enough specific Olympic lifting coaches there to teach them. Um, so, yeah, that's the only thing. I, just think, I don't think they're catered for well enough at the beginner stage, I think is the biggest negative. I think I, obviously the elite standard they're phenomenal the athletes I 100% agree I've done CrossFit twice I, I've been watching it on YouTube the latest CrossFit games incredible yeah. like yeah, I've I, I it Matt Fraser is it the main guy at the moment Un, like, yeah, unbelievable yeah. I don't even know how he does it but I tried it twice and the couple of the coaches are amazing and a couple are just like oh you're a strong lad put the weight on and you're like I've now developed sciatica and I had lower yeah. back problem for about a month because yeah. I'm doing really bad technique, like really bad technique with a heavy weight. And it's, yes, top level, incredible. And it just opens your opens the doors for injuries, but also opens the doors for beginners to get fit. So pros, cons, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was not exactly. expecting the answer. I thought you were just going to just rip it to pieces. So. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Um, I, think, I think that's about it, mate, really. Um, because we could go on about that all day, strip conditioning. So we've kind of just touched the surface. Yeah, um, it's complex topic, really. There's so much more to say about it, but it will just bore everyone to death. Oh, mate, it will. And and you know, this is meant to be gym and tonic, which uh, I'm not sure which part's which, but we've done the gym bit. Um, yeah, a tonic then. So I think we both put a, like a poll on um, on Instagram. Basically, yeah. there were sort of two two parts to this. Cause I thought we separate. One was a. Uh, what things annoy you in the gym and then what things annoy you in the health and fitness world. So I think we start with the gym first and rather than just us being negative little pricks for the next 20 minutes and slagging everyone off, we'll <laughs> slag yeah. someone off and then we'll give you our opinion on maybe how you could make this positive. So um, we're going to go like you're a twat because and then here's what you potentially should do to be less of a twat. Okay. Um, I think that's probably the easiest way to do it because otherwise everyone's going to hate us. But let's just go in, man. I don't know. Okay. Do you want to start with the? Have you got any that annoy you first? <laughs> As in, actually within the gym? I reckon we go within the gym first. Let's keep it nice and simple. I think this will upset some people uh, right now because there's there's loads of things that I see in the gym that annoy me or that I think are nonsense or whatever. Right? But I think right now, obviously they're shut. But the most annoying thing I see in the gym right now is the big clunky feeler trainers. That I like. <laughs> I think that's that's the most annoying thing I see now. Men or women wearing these? I've never seen. I mean, men I'm going to say both because I don't want to get some sort of lawsuit on me. So let's just go with both of them. But generally, they're they're the new like fashionable. They're massive. They're like platform shoes. Are they fashionable? Well, apparently, I don't know. I oh, thank God for that because my missus wears them, and so does a lot of her family. And I always laugh at them. So if they're <laughs> fashionable, that's fine. Maybe I'm the. I upset some people. I just they just don't work. They just look I just in the, outside gym, whatever, but in the gym they just don't work. You're kind of like trying to squat on these kind of big wobbly cushions. They've got those weird bases. I remember my missus wearing them. I mean, yeah. I went, what are those? Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. No, not in the bin for them. Yeah, but you're just gonna in the bin everything. Anything else? Uh loads, mate, I tell you. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think like specifically right now. I mean, um, here we go. Um, specifically in the bin. Um, oh no, these most of these are out the. Uh, sorry, out of the gym. Um, oh, here's one that I noticed. And my gym are going to kill me for this. I've taken the batteries out of most of the machines, but the rep counters that are on machines. Yeah, yeah. Machines that you start and it goes beep, beep, and you're like, and it's counting the wrong speed. I mean, yeah. The, the fact is, again, I'm going to slag this off. You don't need a, you don't need a rep counter. I can count myself to ten. No one's doing that many that they can't count it. And even <laughs> if they don't even they don't even count in time anyway. If you're doing if you're doing that many reps on a machine that you can't count it, you need to change what you're doing because it's pointless. <laughs> but the the alarms on these machines when they run out of battery don't stop. I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you one that annoys me in the gym. And this is mostly, um, it's mostly the females that do it. When they're walking up, they walk up on the stair climber and then they kick their leg out backwards, like a straight leg, kind of like a little donkey kick out the back. Yeah, someone sent me that one. I got sent that. <laughs> that does nothing. It literally does nothing. You're just moving air backwards for no... I'll tell you, the only thing it does is it make it, you look silly. That's literally it. Or you might kick someone in the face as they walk behind you. That's literally it. Doesn't just walk up the stair. Just walk on the stair climber normally. Um, that, but that that links into the same with a lot of prep coaches. They make their clients use the stair the stair mill, yeah, like yeah. it is a some special machine, yeah. And when it's not in yeah. use, someone goes, "Well, I need the stair mill." But you know, yeah. so I forgot that the stair mill is going to make you so much leaner than getting on the bike or going for a jog or walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be the stair mill with a, whatever a kickback as well. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I agree with you. I just think the, kick, the kickback is, I mean, there's no point to it. There's no point to that little kickback on the on the treadmill. There's no, on the stair mill, sorry. There's absolutely zero point to it. Have you ever seen anyone doing it with an amazing bum, though? Because if you have, know, I mean, maybe, there's, you, maybe there's a trick that? that we're missing. Oh, possibly. I don't know. I, well, I've got an amazing bum, and I don't do it. <laughs> well, maybe you've got the next thing on my list. Okay. Which is um, people that walk into the gym with lifting shoes on to train like biceps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go with it. Yeah. I'll chuck. Wait. I'll take um, the lifting belts on that at, at the same time as well. You can't. You can't come to the gym with the weight the, your lifting belt already on. You, you can't. Yeah. You can't walk down the street with your lifting belt on. Yeah, but you need to with your maxi muscle shaker. That was like the old, the old school. When when I don't know when you when you started training when I was like sixteen, I had to walk like everywhere with like a vest on, maxi muscle belt, like the gloves on or whatever, <laughs> the shaker, long book. Like yeah, just been to the gym. Just been to the, I remember saying it to my mate once, going, "Oh yeah, when he got in my car, watch out for the lifting belt." He was like, "All oh, right, mate, I think we know you fucking train." Like. <laughs> Like accidentally leaving it everywhere, like the belt and the shaker. Like, yeah, that, yeah that's it. If people if people come with the lifting belt so that everyone knows they're about to do some serious lifting. I'm not against them, but you can't just wear it walking down the street. That's not a look. That's not a thing. Like, <laughs> have you got any others where we start delving into everyone else's? Uh, I mean, I do, but off the top of my head, yeah, let's delve into some others, and then that'll probably trigger I, some other ones. I, we, me and Chris did this on like the, the second podcast or third podcast, and I couldn't think of any. So I wrote some down. I mean, I thought today of one. Um, someone came up to me, remember, in Go Gym, and um, they asked me uh, why, or they thought they had a really good idea that we needed foot marks. You know, like you need to put shoe marks on the floor in the squat rack for where to put your feet to squat. Yeah. And I'm thinking that. Why didn't I think of that? Because obviously everyone has the exact same foot stance. You know, the same height, the same width, exactly. the same angle. <clears throat> exactly. Why, why don't we do that? 
Avery Wallace is standing exactly the same. <laughs> Doesn't matter how tall you are, how wide you are, what your bone structure is, everyone stands there. But this is where I said we need a positive. Because I thought, do you know what? You could actually put markers on the floor, you know, centre, and you could put lines. So then you could, like, you know, say to someone, you could line them up and go, do you know what? For your sumo squat, go for, go for six. <laughs> yeah, okay. But do you ever look down? Well, for a beginner setting up, they might. Okay, they yeah. might. No, that, but that, yeah, I mean, it can help, but I mean, generally, like, that was just puts me onto another point. I mean, we, we, a lot of people worry about squat stance a lot. For the majority of people, you should just stand in the stance that's the most comfortable. Obviously, if you are, like, standing obscenely narrow or ridiculously wide, it needs a bit of correcting. But if it feels comfortable, you should really just stand in that position. Yeah, I've got Lee on the podcast, who's one of the um, deadlift squat specialists at my um, current gym, and he basically said jump. And then wherever you where you land is is roughly where you'll probably be, you know, where you land naturally. And I yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a technique that other people use. It can work. I mean, I tried it, mate. You'd, you'd be amazed how some people land. <laughs> I mean, I was like this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Actually, I, I've got, yeah, I've got one. I tell you what, <laughs> unnecessary use of like the Reebok decks, just <laughs> unnecessary use of them. So you you'll get it out, and then like stand on it to do an exercise but the exercise you're doing nothing that you're holding or using is going beneath the surface of the box you mean so you might like, as well on the floor do you mean like sumo deads with a kettlebell where you, every girl used to do them yeah and but they st stand on the box and but the kettlebell doesn't go below the surface of the box you might as well stood on the floor like the box didn't do anything you just put yourself higher up for no reason you but, literally put, you did it so that everyone could see you standing on the box looking cool that's why you did it they have to wait for the box as well to take it across the gym. That's yeah, the best yeah. bit, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to bring a particular someone we used to have in our gym that used to pile boxes up to then do sit-ups. So that wasn't steep enough for a decline sit-up. They needed to be this yeah. one. Yeah, these would yeah. be more, more decline for mm. sit-up. I, mean, I mean, let's, not, let's just leave sit-ups as, as a no-go in general. What would you want to? What do you want to talk about? Sit us, mate. I feel like we we should go into. I don't want. I don't want to talk about. It. I just don't like him. I don't. I mean, oh, well, here we go. So, <laughs> sit up itself. The an actual proper sit up is like almost impossible for anyone to actually do. Just to raise yourself off the floor without incorporating any other muscle groups that you're not supposed to be incorporating is really tough. So the fact that it's the exercise that almost every beginner goes to and is given it's just asking for trouble because you end up with just moving your neck or rounding at your back and you get you you sort of you end up lengthening your glutes tightening your hips hurting your neck and then you get up and you go sit in your chair and you sit in the same position it just leads to problems i just don't like sit-ups mate i know it's an old they use them in, unless you've got to do the army training where you have to do a certain amount in a certain amount of time which again that's a bit outdated but there's no, there's so many better core exercises you can do that are safer and actually help you develop more than doing sit-ups. But they're really functional for for the army. <laughs> uh, you yeah, know they they yeah. So I, I I've got um I forgot I even did this, but I have got my ab, abs and core guide, and the whole thing about it was yeah was about training your core and abs safely and effectively and the whole thing was about how everyone just does sit-ups and these stupid swinging leg raises and all yeah. it does is tighten your hip flexors yeah so correct. a nice tight lower back a nice um 
you know, tilt on your hips, which was already yeah. tight anyway because you've been sitting down all day. Yeah, exactly. So it's just perfect for lower back pain. Yeah, that's a, that is one of the main, that is a big issue for most people. You know, the, the world we're in today, even before all this madness was happening, is sitting down at your desk or whatever on your chair. When you're sat down, generally your posture goes a little bit, but generally your hip flex starts to tighten. Your glutes start to lengthen and get weaker. Your back starts to get weaker. Your shoulders round. Then what you do, you get out of the office, you go to the gym. First thing you do, get on the treadmill because you don't know anything else. So that's what you've been told to do. You pound the weight of that with no warm-up already with your weak, your tight hip flexors and your weak glutes and your sore back and your sore neck. You get off the treadmill, you go on the mat, you pump up 2,000 sit-ups, just tightening the hip flexors even more, weakening and lengthening your glutes even more, uh, making your lower back weaker, hurting your shoulders, and then you go back to your desk, you sit down, and you repeat the cycle, and everyone wonders why, they, why, why their back hurts or why their hips hurt. I was going to say, you forgot the back extensions because you've got to obviously tighten your lower back even more and yeah. cycling. So they get on the spin bikes to tighten their hip flex even more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, which is, which, which is fine. Like you can do cycling, but you have to then, you then have to address it the other way. You have to yeah. understand that if I'm sitting down constantly in this position, whether I'm on a bike or my chair, really, when I go to gym and exercising, I should be doing particularly strength exercises the other way around to reverse everything. You know, your, your glutes are supposed to be, are supposed to be short and tight and strong. They're not supposed to be lengthened. You know, the hip flexors yeah. are and flexible, but we end up sitting down actually causes them to go the other way. So I, I normally give um, a rehab exercise to people for um, to address this and normally get them yeah. on that, um, you know, that revolving staircase thing. I normally get them on that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. get them to step up and kick the other leg back um, to, to tighten their glutes. So that's <laughs> normally what I give. <laughs> I heard that is the perfect... <laughs> Um, but no, we'll, we'll give a, we'll give yeah, a little bit of hope to people that are doing that. Then, um, so ab exercises. I'm guessing planks, good one. Maybe an ab crunch. Provided, provided it, let's just take it as a blanket. Provided they're all being done well. Any variation of plank, great. Variations of rollouts, great. Rotational exercises, mostly okay. Um, anything anti-extension, which is. Um, I mean, a plank is essentially anti-extension, but anything like that, that's where you, they're like your go-to, anything. Things like variations of um, dead bugs. I mean, you go yeah, yeah. and you find them. Um, although they really should be called dying bugs because you're moving in most of them. Yeah, dying, yeah. Unless they're like, they still move after they die, you know, like certain creatures well, yeah, do. Do they? Nerve impulses, you know. I mean... I don't know. It's not a nature, not, not nature podcast. I don't know. So put it in the comments if that's true. Yeah, well, Messi's Attenborough on Instagram. He can help you with this. <laughs> um, oh, um, and stretching your hip flexors is going to be a massive one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not done enough. I, I, I'll always hold my hands up. That I don't do that enough either. But after, I mean, st before training, you want to do lots of mobilization rather than static training. After training, yeah, definitely stretch that hip flexors is a big one, particularly if you've been hammering like lots of quad work and stuff like that, because your quads are going to get tight, which is then going to make your hip flexors tighter. So you need to stretch the hip flexors is a big one, yeah. So if you've done ab work, leg raises, sitting in your desk all day, cycling, yeah. uh, even hammering your misses, tight hip yeah. flexors, get them stretched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, therapy guns, what's your opinion on them? I mentioned them earlier to you off, off air. Um, do you like them or not? Have you ever used yeah. them? I mean, they have their, they have their uses. It's just, I mean, it's just like, he's like having a massage, basically. 
has its uses. Not they're not miracle workers. Some people might like them, some people won't. Um, I mean, they're a bit gimmicky, but they. I mean, they can work. They can be useful if you get a good one. They can be all right. So I'm gonna say I've got, I've got one, but it doesn't really do much. It's just like a light, a light yeah. pulse, and I just yeah. No, right. Let's get some of the, the wait. We got a ton of viewer ones or Instagram ones. Let me get. I'll, I'll get some up on here. What we got, mate? There's. We're gonna have to just go in on some of them. Um, do you want me to? We do. We do. We do. Want to do a couple? Of, I've got, mate. I've got literally. I'm not even joking. Look at, my right. Look at this, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you've actually got followers. I've got like three people that follow me. And most of, I think most half of them are my parents. I'll tell you my first four, mate. You'll like the first four. I'm going to start off strong. Well, People who have calves. <laughs> what? Yep. what? What were we going to say about that? But, but they hate that. It annoys them. Yeah, I, I, agree. I don't know if they mean farmers or just, just bodybuilders. I don't know. Because I, I think pretty much anyone that has calves, <laughs> farmers, pretty <laughs> much anyone that has like good calves, Probably was just blessed with them because not many people really go and train them. I can't remember the last time I did a calf. How did you grow your calves? How did you grow your calves, Jack? That's the give us a tip. How how did I grow mine? Yeah, or how how would someone? Um, if you ever see mine, you'll know they've not been grown, mate. They are atrocious. Uh, how like just, just... Lots of lots of tension, lots of full range of motion. Your calves can take a lot more pressure than people realise. You know, you spend all day walking on them and they're usually all right. They can take a lot, a lot of strain, a lot of pressure. The, uh, the biggest problem with calves is um, they're boring. So no one's really going to do them. Other than that, get some better parents to help you. Yeah. Regenerate. That's literally, that's about it. So like find some Good. new parents. My next two are brilliant. I've got love you and love. So not sure what that's got to do you with anything. Yourself. Um, I'll, try, I'll do another couple, mate, because these are all pretty crap. People not putting weights back. People, yeah, hogging, people hogging machines. They're similar ones. Yeah, hogging, yeah. I mean, people will say I do that because I'm usually in a squat rack for like an hour and a half and that really pisses everyone off. So I'm happy to take that one on the chin. Would, people, would you let someone jump in with you or not, though? Depends. It's a bit... It depends of... Machines, though. If they're right... I mean, I, I had it... At, back at Gojin once when I was training I was in a squat rack and I was lifting reasonably heavy and a guy wanted to use it with me and I was being polite and obviously I worked there so I was being more polite than I would have been but he's like he was like six foot seven weighed about 20 kilos and I was like oh yeah I had a little discussion with him it was like it's going to be annoying now I'm only five foot ten that's on a good day like I've got to try and and I'm lifting reasonably heavier than what he was going to do and it was just a ball length like moving the bar up and down having to strip the plates off the plates and whereas for me I always think I don't have any problem with people jumping in with each other and you has to be done at times people are in a rush but for me personally if someone's using something that I want to jump in with but I can see that it's going to be a nuisance then I won't like, if you're using something I want to do it, I know that it, it can work because we're going to be doing relatively similar things in certain lifts and stuff like that. But if there's someone who's clearly not, if, if there's someone that is lifting so much more than I'm lifting, then me trying to jump in with them is going to be annoying for them because we're going to have to keep taking all the plates and stuff like that. Yeah, my, my solution is uh, training at a different time. And it's easier said than done, but I'd rather train at like 5am mm -hmm. than have to wait for people to get off machines, man. Does my head. Yeah, I mean... 
No, I'm not going to train at 5 a.m. <laughs> I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Um, let me let me rattle a couple more off, mate, before we go on some of yours. I've got so many on here. I've got the next one is girls doing kickbacks on the Stairmaster. Not even yeah, gosh, nice. Cleared that. Um, we've got reality TV stars giving fitness advice and selling programs. Yeah, okay. Well, that ties in one I was going to say. A lot of the things I got was people saying about misinformation and things okay. being done yeah, wrong. Go, go into yours, man. They're, they're, that, that, that's literally top of the of the pile of people that are doing it you know most of them have become fitness icons not through fitness just through whatever they were doing some of them look good some of them obviously train well to an extent but a lot of them don't really know how to educate other people on it brands pay them to just say whatever the brand wants them to say they don't know what this stuff does no one's taking booty no one's taking boom body anything like that like none of them are doing it anyone that looks good isn't doing them and the weirdest thing i find about them companies is you generally get the same celebrities some of them people will know them not their name don't want to get sued but they just jump ship from company to company to company to company and none of them are really and a lot of them aren't really in what we would probably consider good shape so i don't understand how that's a good advertisement for your product it obviously works because people love celebrities and they'll just buy into whatever they say but I, I don't know, anything like that, all them brands and like Boom Bods, uh, Herbal Life. Yeah, they, I, don't, I don't know a lot of them. Um, all of them, I mean, they're rubbish. I'm just going to, I want to be honest with you, they're rubbish. I have arguments with my own clients about them all the time. Like Herbal Life, you can get an initial okay response from it because you just, it's just going to put you in a calorie deficit. That's what it's going to do. It doesn't do anything magical. You can get in a calorie deficit eating normal food, drinking more, drinking water, whatever, just living normally. You don't need this magic powder that essentially is just going to put you in a calorie deficit and usually puts you in too great a calorie deficit that you just drop water and sometimes muscle mass over the first few weeks so you think you're doing really well. And then when you go back to it and you realise, oh, actually, I was, only, I was drinking like 800 calories and that was all I was living off. No wonder you were losing weight. As soon as you go back, onto the food you're just going to put it back on again twice as large because you you, you haven't done it sustainably <clears throat> yeah um that we, we've just we, we're just going into everything now so we started off on the gym now we're just going to go for the whole gym fitness lifestyle yeah, 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 yeah. it's easiest we'll just we'll just go whatever way it takes us um but with those companies um what annoys me is yeah you can see straight through it it's so yeah. obvious and one thing that annoys me is the transformations the before and afters where i can just see clear as day the transformation is pathetic and someone's just gone from yeah. like, you've seen my one, someone just stands there unhappy with their stomach sticking out and the next photo, yeah. you can see the girl's hips are tilted, arse is poking out, different clothing, different yeah. tan. The change is about one kilo and everyone goes, have you seen this challenge, this transformation? You're like, like it's completely fake or yeah. I saw one earlier which pissed me right off. I'm going to say this now, I should really call them out on here because it's a bunch, they're fucking twats. They've got an ex-client of mine and <laughs> I've done most of the transformation, but yet you've got the before and the after, and I did big section in the middle. He did yeah. this part himself. This bit was me, and now they've done the tiny bit on the end, and they've used that as their marketing. Yeah, mate. You're like, that's exactly what Herbalife and those products do. Yeah, that's it, yeah. And they, but they, that, that's what, they use the, the reality stars because they can prey on people that, usually the younger audience where they, particularly now with, with the Instagram culture, that people will just do whatever the reality stars are doing they'll wear whatever they're doing they'll do they'll speak how they're speaking they'll they just fall in love with them for no reason which is which is a bit weird 
um, in itself. But I just think if you're if they've got this reality star who is promoting whatever this bloody powder is or whatever, and they're saying how good look how good this is, blah blah. blah. And then four weeks later, they're now advertising for a different company doing that. That first one can't have been that good. So that should sway people off it. I, I don't know. The, the nutrition industry is, it, I think, it's in a worse state than the fitness industry. It's dragged, it, it's dragged it down with it. I think it's getting better. But that, that's really where people prey on it, on nutrition, because everyone's constantly worried about it. And people want to take nutrition seriously because it can require less effort than training. Yeah. It's, so um... sit around and lose weight whilst trying our nutrition, but I don't want to eat vegetables. I don't want to cook and weigh stuff and count it so let me just drink this magic juice um, you're triggering so many things the amount of people i speak to that want to want to suffer and drink this shake because it's oh i'm going to lose weight and i'm going to feel like yeah. shit and i'm going to binge why does someone want to starve for five days in over it for two when you could just be sensible train hard and you'll see the same results and keep it off i just yeah. it's beyond me um i could probably rant about this for ages <laughs> Yeah, what, so, uh, what I'm missing, actually, this was one I, so I picked up, before, I should have mentioned before, this is a big thing for me, is um, the misrepresentation and the, mis, um, the misuse of HIT training. Yes. I think, and it's massive, you've even got top trainers and top celebs, whatever, and they're all doing it wrong. People, and I think it's just not taught well. I don't think it's taught well enough in the, in the courses. So then the trainers aren't taught well enough, and therefore it's not passed on to the clients well enough. People get trapped in this thought that hit training, the key element is the timings. It's not. Just because you're doing 30 seconds on or 30 seconds off or 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off, like a big famous hit guru likes doing, that doesn't necessarily make it hit. You could do 40 seconds standing up and 20 seconds lying down on repeat. Which bit was the high intensity bit? None of it. The key to it is high intensity. The interval work is supposed to be high intensity. Just because you're doing a couple of jumps and a couple of burpees and then some air squats or whatever, body weight squats, that isn't hit. The, the work rate, is that little period of work is, at, is supposed to be intense. And that means maximal work, not, fatig not under fatigue, not just because you're struggling, it's supposed to be at an intense pace. So you're supposed to be pretty much fresh at every interval. So for most people, the rest time should actually outweigh the work time so that you can recover enough oh, to be able to go again. Like, like I started doing my hit being 15 minutes hard work and like, sorry, 15 seconds, bloody hell, 15 seconds hard work <laughs> and 45 seconds to a minute slow. That isn't even probably intense enough um, for it to be an actual real hit session. Um, yeah. And yeah, but Still on better lines. I mean, really and truly, it should be based around heart rate readings. So, once you once in the rest period, you want your heart rate to go back down to sort of um, rest, almost resting or just above resting to where it would be during a warm up, so that you can go again, so that that work rate is still intense. As soon as you start fatiguing, the intensity goes, and now you now it becomes more of an aerobic endurance exercise rather than hit training. They're both great, but we need to measure them correctly. The person you're talking about, um, well, I've seen a few of these top gurus gurus online. And it, um, it's, it's definitely, it's more circuit training or interval training. So with a lot of my clients now, I've got them doing hit, which may be less than 10 minutes. Um, but otherwise, I just call it interval. Like, I yeah, do, yeah. I've done intervals on the bike, and I did it for my last prep, and I was doing 40 minutes on the bike, 40 minutes intervals. I would equate that to the same as going for a bike ride outside. You have a hill, 
that is interval yeah. hard, flat, yeah. easy, downhill, yeah. easier. So I'll be like two minutes slow, one minute a bit faster. And yeah. for me, the main benefit of that is it takes the boredom out of it because you're changing your speed. Plus, you bring your heart rate up for a minute, you bring it back down for two minutes. Are you doing hit? Of course you're fucking yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing high intensity. It's a moderate yeah. intensity interval training or yeah, call it what you want. <laughs> but yeah, but, but so like I said, even, even friends of mine that are personal trainers and stuff like that, majority of people are getting it wrong. And you'll see someone do, okay, we're going to do like, 30 seconds of crunches and then we're going to do 30 seconds of squats and then we're going to do 30 with a, with a rest in between of some kind none of them are intense doing some body weight crunches and then some body weight squats and then and then some press-ups and then some shoulder taps or something that will be one of the least intense exercises of all times that's not hit it's the, the key for that is supposed to be high intensity is supposed to be the key bit but we got two traps on timings means hit which was essentially, that's what Tabata was supposed to be. It's supposed to be tough. Yeah. Even the timings are key to that, but the exercise selection has to be key to that as well. Yeah. Doing, doing bicep curls and then and then tricep pushdowns and bicep curls, even if you're doing it as a Tabata mm -hmm. style, that's not, you're not really, you're not bringing any kind of cardio element to that. You're not getting the benefits that you're supposed to get out of it. So that's my big, that's a big thing for me, that hit is so misrepresenting. I think you should only, you should only really be able to do hit on certain exercises. For example, a bike is perfect for hit because you can go healthy. Yeah, you can go full out high intensity. Try doing that with a lot of exercises. You can't, especially for beginners, you can't get that level of intensity on certain exercises because there's an element of control technique and, like you said, thinking and uh, movement patterns. You can't be going oh, yeah. healthful ever and, like I didn't say, let's say a really clean and press. Some people will be doing that in a hit training session. It's, yeah. You can't. It's not going to work. Think that is something I would love to see. That if I had the the following the cloud, I would love to be able to address that. There's so many people that get that wrong. Hit training. That doesn't mean the training they're doing is bad, although a lot of times it is rubbish. But sometimes you could still do an okay circuit session or interval session, but it's not hit. It needs to be labelled correctly. That's that's my thing. But I just think we're not taught well enough about it. Yeah. True. 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 Right. What else we got on here? What have you got? You must have a few you can find. Hey, I've got, I've got absolutely hundreds. Um, one of mine that you've just triggered that I had for, for you know the world of fitness and things that annoy me is the amount of messages. I was gonna do a video on this. People go, oh, you're so lucky. If I ate that, I'd get fat. Or oh, you can yeah. eat what you want. Are you so? And I'm thinking, a, who said I ate what I just posted? So I'll post thirty donuts and an ice cream, and someone's gonna go, oh, you're so lucky. If I ate that, I'd be fat. I'm like. Who yeah. said I'd state that? A. B, how do you know what else I've eaten this week? C, it's a fucking photograph. Like, and also, when I actually called someone out and said, A, who said I've eaten it? And B, you need to train more. Because he said, <laughs> if you ate, you get fat. The response back was, oh, yeah, you haven't been training for a few weeks. I've been injured or ill. I'm like, yeah. well, I trained twice a day for the last eight days. I don't yeah. really think an extra 2,000 calories occasionally for a man oh, yeah. who in a deficit for the whole year is going to really make much difference yeah mate, spot on and i've had it before as well you know they say oh you're lucky you can eat whatever you want and you don't put on weight i'm like well i've i've been involved in some kind of sport or some kind of training almost every single day since i was about five which bit of that was luck yeah i put in the work to be able to do that 
people, you can still lose weight eating what you want. It's hard and it's not necessarily the healthiest way of doing it. You can do it, but yeah, okay, I might have some sort of genetic benefit over some other people, but yeah, tell me that being physically active for my entire life was luck. That was what I put it through. It's like you can't go, oh, Jeff Bezos is so lucky because he's made all this money. Yeah, he created the platform. Mm-hmm. I made no effort to create Amazon. I can't complain that he made all the money. Yeah. So, like, you can't just say there's luck into that. I put the work in to get to that stage. Everyone can still do it. But if you start at an earlier age, you're going to have benefits of it. It's true. I've got one other one leading on from that, mate, before you, you can do some others. I've still got loads written down. But, um, um, oh, shit, I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, oh, it's gone. It's gone. How bad is that? Live on air, mate. You have to take one of yours and it'll come back to me. We, I mean, we kind of oh, touched. I've got I, one. I remembered it again. Go, 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 go. Say if you go to like a party or you go somewhere, even out for a dinner and you have like, you got a bit of cake, someone yeah. would always go, oh, you can't have that. Yeah. Because you're in the fitness world, you can't have that. Yeah. And originally I used to be like, oh, like they're right. Like, oh my God, I have to start justifying it. Then I realized after a year or two, I thought, hang on a minute. No, 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 no. You can't have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm the one who hasn't trained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the one who, without being rude, is clinically obese <laughs> and has already had three slices of cake and therefore the fourth slice you cannot have. However, yeah. me, not saying I'm better than you, but I have trained today. I have been eating clean all week. How is one slice of cake going to really do much when I've been clean all week? So if anything, yeah. I should have an extra slice. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. But people see a snippet and they'll go on to it. But that, you can flip that onto just Instagram culture in general now, mm. you know, people, people are so determined to interfere and learn about other people's lives and blah, 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 that they can post something that it could, it could just not even mean anything. It could be about nothing. And everyone will instantly try and dig into what that means. Start spreading stories about this. Oh, we did that. Blah, blah, blah. You can be like, no, I just posted a random picture. Oh mate, I love doing that. I love posting salad. That's, that's, you know, that's what we're so driven. I mean, I hate it. If we're going to put anything in the bin, I'd put social media in the bin. Done it. Just get the whole thing in the bin and start over again. It's useless. It's, social media is a devil, and I'm on it and I use it. I'm not, even, I don't hear my life on there, but it's the devil, man. We don't even in the bin section. That that can go in, mate. Done. Easy. Right. What else you got? I mean, I've got Instagram exercises that do absolutely nothing. But I think we kind of touched on that. I mean, yeah. there's a lot out there, and you do have to question stuff. But I mean, the biggest thing is. It's, and it's been highlighted even more during the lockdown periods of people doing the most pointless things. You know, you see people doing like a bicep curl with a frying pan or like overhead press with a teddy bear. And it's like, or, and Halloween's the worst because at Halloween, a pumpkin has to be involved in everything. A pumpkin weighs what, like a, a kilo or something. Yeah, I've been guilty of that in the past. You just have to, and you just have to get all these, all this nonsense involved. They, they do nothing, you know. And that, that it's been highlighted during lockdown. You kind of, you really have to question what goes on, you know, and you can see people in great shape and great physiques and, and they've got a great ass or whatever. And then their, their booty workout is like just body weight stuff, doing like some crab walks and they've got like the most pathetic bands around these and they're moving that out and they're doing some body weight. That isn't what built it. Like they must, they, they, they either were magically blessed. They've even had some sort of, operation going on or they built the booty doing other things like deadlifts squats blah 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 and the, but this is the bit they're going to sell because this is the thing that's easier for people to do at home no you you've you've hit the nail on the head there's a girl in um kings 
and she trains hard, lifts heavy, squats, deads, all your usual stuff, RDLs, hip thrusts, yeah. and then sets her tripod up, films six exercises of her doing a jump squat and a lunge, yeah, exactly. and then posts it the next day as her booty building workout. And I'm thinking, yeah. oh, I just saw you squatting really heavy and yeah. doing jump squats, thing. and then every day you're posting them, but I'm like, but that wasn't even your workout, that was on. Yeah. So it's, the whole thing is just a lie. Like I said, I can post a salad every day for the year, and everyone's gonna go, that's oh, so healthy. But you couldn't even call someone out on that because you'll, you'll get the hate. Because everyone will go, oh, you're just jealous of blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I just know the facts. Like, mm-hmm. that'd be like, you couldn't, you couldn't say, oh, I, I, I built my chest by, I'll just, here you go, I've got a pillow here. Look, this is what I've been doing to build my chest. Just do them. Thousand pillow pushes <laughs> every single day. It's like, it's a lie. But people will see that you can go to them, how does you build your chest? Oh, I did all these bench pressing, incline pressing, blah, blah, blah. And they go, Ooh, that sounds a bit much. How do you? Oh, I did some pillow. Oh yes, I've got a pillow at home. I can do that. And that's what they do now. That's it. Look, and it, and 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 the booty culture is probably one of the worst ones for it. But that that's what it is. They people don't want to hear. Oh, I did heavy sumo deadlifts. I did heavy trap bar deadlifts. I did heavy Bulgarian split squats. I did heavy glute bridges. Heavy heavy hip thrusts because that puts people off. People don't. A lot of people don't want to work hard. Essentially, if you go. I did a few crab walks mm. and then I did a couple of handstands and kicked my legs off the wall a bit. People go, oh, wicked. I can do that at home. That's perfect. Let me get people, some of these bags. People often want the answer they want, don't they? So they Always. ask a question knowing the answer they want to hear. Yeah. And you don't give it. They go, they're confused. So I know one yeah. of my mates has a very good back, you know, a very good V taper to a tiny yeah. one, big back. And his mate asked him what he does for his back training. So when he said it, the guy was like, oh, no deadlifts in though. And he's yeah. like, no, no, I don't deadlift. And he's like, well, no, you've got a deadlift for a big back. And he's like, hang on, you've just asked me how I built my back. Yeah. I told you I don't deadlift. You're now questioning me that I need to do them. You know when you're thinking, this yeah. is no logic. Like, how is this, how is that even a thing? You know the answer already. So why are you asking the question? Wait, I, I, a prime example, this is when I first started in the industry when I was working in a small gym in Wimbledon. Um, and uh, my friend Jason, if he sees it or whatever, will, will, he'll know exactly who I'm talking about. And there was a guy in there and he played, he was a badminton player. I, d- I don't know if he was any good. I think he was all right. And he used to come to the gym and he, he was torn between this. He wanted to do some S&C stuff to be better at badminton, but he also wanted to do bicep curls. So he wanted the answer to be bicep curls. And really, I don't actually know if he wanted to be better at badminton. He wanted to get bigger arms, but he was trying to, because I was doing some S&C stuff and Jason was an S&C coach, um, he was trying to make it sound like he wanted it to be badminton incorporated. So I tell him all this advice, do this, do that. And then he would ignore it and argue with me because I didn't say bicep curls. And then I'd speak to him he'd, about three weeks later, he'd be like, I'm doing this bicep curl, I'm doing that bicep curl, this, and they're not getting any bigger. I said, why don't you try this, this, whatever, blah, blah. And he just argued with it. No, no, no. Or he would say, yeah. And then I'd see him at the gym the next day, bicep curls i'm like look what's the point in asking me if you what you're doing clearly isn't working because you're asking me for help and then what i'm telling you to try you're ignoring it and it was because what i was telling him was too hard and it wasn't what he wanted to hear so and then i had a similar thing with him doing legs and he wanted he was asking i didn't have really uh, people put fires me i didn't have great legs at this point I, i spent years after that doing them um but jason had really good quads he was a good squatter and this guy used to ask, oh, so how did you get your legs out? And we used to tell him, blah, blah. And it, it, we just got fed out of it. And I remember 
Jason said to him, at night, when you're brushing your teeth, stand on one leg when you're doing the bottom. And then when you do the top of your teeth, change over and stand on the other leg like that. And obviously, talking nonsense, it was like this. But he went away and he tried it. Because he came back like the next day or whatever and said, no, you're talking shit. That doesn't do anything. Was, of course it doesn't do But he tried it because it was easy. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he'd, heard, he'd heard do front squats, do split squats, do blah, 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 program it, here you go. And he thought, I don't fancy that because that doesn't involve bicep curls. That sounds too hard. But then when you said just stand on one leg when you're brushing your teeth, he was like, nah, hey, hey, this is a bit, this is a bit of me, this is. They so gave it a go. It's like, what's the point? Come on. Right. I'm loving that one. I'm loving that one. Um, I can rattle through a few really quick ones here. Girls on their phone whilst repping out on the adductor, abductor machine. I've got no issue with that, mate. Easy machine. Perfect time to be phone. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really have a massive. I don't have a massive problem with that. You can go on your phone when you go on your phone. I don't use that machine anyway, so it doesn't really, doesn't really, it ruin my day. Um, we've got people that hog three machines. Yeah, that annoys me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Particularly, particularly in the current climate we've just had, where you need everyone to be spaced out, so you can only use certain bits of equipment. To have someone trying to do some mad superset on about five different things is, is madness. At peak time. Yeah, I've argued with numerous people like that. We've got egos. Uh, yeah. We've all, we've all met a few of them. Um, I can't really say this one. Um, I'll show that one later. I'll show you this one later. It's very specific. Um, drinking a can of energy drink while working out. Mm. I don't really have an issue with that, depending on who it is and what they're doing. Because I sometimes do it. Um, I mean... It, if you're if you're talking like age drink like the famous brands of them, don't know if we can even mention them. Maybe we can mention what we want. Monster Rain. Yeah, all them like Colossus if from Middle. If you're drinking it during your session, it's potentially a bit late because you want the caffeine spike to kick in as you start training. If you're training for a long time, then yeah, because you'll get a caffeine spike a bit later. But I, I mean, I don't have an issue with that. I think that's a bit nitpicking. I've got no. I've got one. They're my real drinking stuff, and this might this might contradict some of your stuff. Um, BCAAs can't stand them. Mm. Uselessly useless product does nothing. Is marketed all the time, and people. I genuinely think people only buy them because it gives them a cool coloured flavour water to drink. Yeah, a, a I. I reckon if you said. Here's all the BCAAs, they do all this muscle building, blah, 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 and people are like, they're really good. You go, oh, but they're clear, so they don't change the colour of your water. I reckon sales would plummet by like 50%. People buy yeah. them because they want to be seen with this really cool coloured drink, and then you're like, oh, he's a serious lifter because he's got the purple juice. It's like, BCAAs do nothing. If you're generally eating food, particularly if you're a meat eater, if you're just eating food, you're going to have more than enough BCAAs. Yeah, we've got this. I haven't used BCAAs for over two years. I haven't given them to a client for about two years. Um, I haven't bought any for about two years. Until last week, I bought some because Redcon had a sale when it came with free BCAAs and a free hoodie. So okay. I thought, well, freebie, yeah, I love that. Um, so now I've got BCAAs or EAAs, I don't know, some AAs. But, but EAAs, EAAs, essential amino acids are better because you don't get them as much from food. So mm. I, I don't disagree with them so much, but... BCAAs are marketed as this magic juice. You're going to take them, you're going to become huge. And it, you know, honestly, they are shit for pretty much everyone. It's, mate, it is true. It is true. Um, this is from my state. The same clients give me about 50, so I'm going to rattle through a couple. Um, the guy with all the accessories, 
Um, the guy that thinks, the fat guy that thinks he's a powerlifter, the grunter, the guys that wear sliders in the gym. Yes, yes, bin. Um, sliders so in general. Unless you're one. Sliders, sandals, flip flops, anything like that. Unless, unless you're within, I would say, let's say a mile. No, not even a mile. Let's say 500 meters. Unless you're within 500 meters of either a beach or a pool. <laughs> They should be illegal. Yeah, they, I don't own any. I must admit, mate. I must admit. Um, I just love to drop plates. That's what the ones is. They can get straight in the bin. Um, I've got. He's put guys wearing Nike socks and Adidas trainers. That doesn't bother me. But yeah, I mean, I do it. I'm guilty of that because my lifting shoes are Adidas. But that's because I, I don't have any Adidas socks. I don't like being a full kit wanker, so I deliberately like things not to match. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I don't like matching stuff. Uh, like stuff. We've it's got mate. That's Jim Shark's fault though. Jim Shark's like that. I can't stand like full kit wanker. I've got mate. Yeah. He's got so many smelly people. Here's a good one. But no one likes that. That's not just nah, that's general, that's, isn't it? That can go. Um, clips on Smith machine. I thought of this <laughs> yes. one. That's a yeah. good one. <laughs> yes, that is. That's perfect. That is. That's top tier. That is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, don't. Let's just. I mean, you're going to argue this, but with the Smith machine in general can just go in the bin. But if you if you have to use it. The clips on it. I mean, the plates can't fall off it. They can't fall off it. I understand. Uh, yeah, there's no you know, if you're real, real beginners that haven't been taught, I get it because they're worried and, and, and they treat you like the same as another bar. But it's on, it's on like tram lines. It's on like rails. It can't fall off. You, if you knock a plate off on a sewing machine, you've done something wrong. It's true. Mate, yeah, he's, true. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got loads, mate. I'll give one more from him before you can do some more. Um, he's put on this one. This is one that I was going to put in for myself. He's put odd plates on either side of the bar. Like, or, yes. I, he said bar, but I'm going to say machine because I yes. piss people off because I deliberately do this to annoy people. So yeah. I will deliberately put a 20 on one side and like a 15 and a 5 on the other. Yeah, or, it's the worst. Even that more is... annoying, the other day I put a 10 on one side and nothing on the other to really piss my missus off. So. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I go with that. That is that's awful behaviour. Yeah, I'm guilty because I'm used to gyms not having matching equipment. So, no. I mean, you can't always match it perfectly, but the weight has to match. Like, you can't be using if you've got a twenty on one side, it has to be a twenty on the other. You can't you can't just it's annoying. It throws all the weight of the bar off. <laughs> not the bar. I'm in the machine. I mean, like a leg press, for example, if it's. 5k out either side. Yeah, I mean, even, yeah, I mean, that's that's probably less annoying, but I mean, imagine that if you use enough weight and you had and you were using whatever and you had like four, you had like two 20 kilo plates on this side of your bar and then you had whatever, how many five kilo plates makes up that side, <laughs> you're gonna, the, the, it just doesn't work with like aerodynamics. Your bar's just gonna do that because it's gonna be that size gonna be so much further away from you. Like, the torque's gonna be madness. I'm going to try that. Uh, one, so I hate those people. I hate the people that just use like all of the five kilo plates in the gym rather than putting a couple of tens or a couple of twenties on there. It gets to a point where everyone's walking around the gym going, where's all the five kilo plates gone? And there's some guy that's got every single one of them and he's doing the maddest drop set in the world. It's like, they are. they're always on the T bar row, the landmine rows in the yes. corner. Everyone's yeah. always got every 10 and they have to do some weird drop set. It's always on yeah. that. Yeah, and everyone, no one else can use a 10 kilo plate because some morons got every single one on him. Yes, agreed. 
had, what was it? I had another one. Uh, this is a this is a bit of a controversial. I actually spoke to the guy when he messaged me this. So he said he doesn't like. I think this was mostly aimed at men um, that are wet, training in uh, like leggings, but without shorts over the top. Yeah. So how do you feel? Because I, I personally, with the right context, I don't mind it. Oh, I've got. Uh, so my take on it is, I don't think you should. I don't think shorts look right over leggings. So I don't wear them at all, leggings for men. But it does yeah. look really fucking weird when a guy's in the gym with leggings and shorts. Looks like he's going for a run or playing football. So yeah, yeah. I feel, yeah. I feel you should wear leggings with a top that covers your your junk. I suppose. Yeah. So this is yeah, absolutely agree with that. So that's my context. I think for men that are doing Olympic lifting, leggings are really good because they help keep certain bits out of the way. They help. Um, like with dragging the bar up your shins, but I do think unless you're like really good at it and you can show off, you should be wearing like a t-shirt that is reasonably baggy. I think I don't think this is the leg. If you're going leggings and a real real tight shirt, I don't think that's a combo. That doesn't. I don't think that's the one. There's a kind of like not like anyone we've ever met who wears matching leggings and and lycra top. No, no. Who's that? There's a man. Man, I can think of. Um, mate, I've got to put one in here. This man can get away wearing leggings. So I've had um, Mr. James Hollingshead, who people may have heard of, has now qualified for this and next year's Mr. Olympia. As yeah. the world, he's yeah. just an absolute monster, isn't he, the boy? Yeah. He's put noisy cunts who film and are not even doing anything worth, worth all the noise. Now, bearing in mind he can squat eight plates aside for like a double, eight twenties aside, I mean... I don't think anyone's allowed to make any noise around him. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would go with that. I think <clears throat> I don't think I'm a very loud lifter, and I think there's a point where obviously everyone's different, and the stimulus everyone is to what triggers and noise is different. We don't all lift the same, but there's some obvious like um, times when the, li- the the noise is obviously being used for the camera. And that's a yeah. Yeah, I love that, yeah. I, that. Feel, I don't feel like noise is always... If there's no camera present, there's a lot of people who make the noise so everyone looks. You know, so that's almost the thing about ego. So everyone goes, oh, what's he doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is why often you'll get... You, you, people will do their set of squats, usually, all done, all fine, no noise, and then they'll smash the bar back into the rack when they finish. Yeah. But everyone everyone gives it one end of the shoulders. Oh, look what he's doing. Or, or you need a bit yeah, of any noise during it because he was right he wasn't going to do it. Or they'll they'll do a little celebration at the end, mate. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you're like, oh god. That's the powerlifting side of people that are just like slap each other for encouragement. So that's a bit. Mate, I have literally got so many on here still. Um, James, I'll give one more for James because he's a he's a bit, a bit of a legend at the moment. Um, he's put people wanting to be famous before they achieve anything. Get the cam out of your face and work. So I think what he's implying is, there's a lot of people, particularly in the gym that we train at, um, who are filming non-stop, but aren't actually training. Um, So I suppose the thing for me would be, train and then film maybe separately. That'd be my my take on that. Are they not, they're not filming training? I'm assuming they're filming training, but um, I yeah, think I mean, they're I, I think they're chasing the Instagram stardom before they've actually done the groundwork of actually learning the fundamentals of training, hard work, graft. They just want that 
instant yeah. ratification, I assume. Yeah, but then how do you start anything like that? You know, we live in a technological video culture where, you know, a lot of the, apart from the big CEOs, a lot of the top earners in the world are on YouTube that doing through videos. So, yeah. I, 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 I don't know, I'm on the fence with that one. It's a I, different... don't know, not, I don't think I, I quite got the context of that. He's probably got a point. I think in the I think in the bodybuilding world it's a hundred percent true, but I think yeah, if you're if you've got no interest in being maybe a top fitness star, um, and you just want to be a YouTube a YouTuber, then yeah, okay. you you could do whatever the hell you wanted, I suppose, as long as you've got the camera. Yeah. People are gonna watch it, aren't they? I mean, no, people, no. people may watch this load of rubbish. You never know. Oh, we get at least five people, mate. My mum will watch it. No, she won't. Love you, mum. Where's that sofa from? That sofa's naughty. It's my mum. This is my parents, mate. That's a naughty sofa, that, mate. Yeah, thank you. So, interesting room, this one. Um, you got any others? We're nearly, we're nearly done. We're nearly wrapped up, mate. We're nearly done. Uh, I, I, you know what I did? And I think I had loads wrapped up, but I can't think anymore. We've, I mean, we've covered a lot. Um, we've we've got, I've got three, three on here. I've got Courtney Black. <clears throat> so... I don't know anything about her, but she's on there. Same yeah, with Joe Wicks, I'm guessing. I, I see her name popping up. I don't know too much about but her. But again, her and Joe Wicks, um, <clears throat> I mean, they're changing yeah. the world of fitness for the better, but a lot of people are jealous of them because they're doing it, and I would love to be one of them too, if I'm honest. I'd love to yeah, be Yeah, 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 yeah. I see them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I said, yeah, like, I mean, I know more about Joe Wicks than I know about Courtney, but I mean, I don't have anything against Joe I'm in terms of what he's done. I'm assuming they're similar. The, the mass participation in sport he's done it must be good because so many people seem to be encouraged by it. I just question some of the techniques he uses. I don't think he gets hit right. And some of his strength stuff is rubbish, but he's actually for general population, mass participation stuff. He's reasonably good. I can't argue with it. But he's a, he's a businessman. That's what it is. Business. When I hear someone say, Oh, he's so good. He's doing all this stuff on TV for free. That's a load of bollocks. If someone said to you, go on TV for half an hour a day and do a workout for free, I'd be like, yes, because, yeah. My following would go like this. My income from other stuff would go like this. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got um, too many supplement companies claiming the same results. So I suppose just supplement companies just... Yeah, yeah I think in. we went through a bit of that earlier. And Quest Bars tasting like um, old boots. Yeah, old boots. Yeah, they're a bit like sandy, aren't they? <clears throat> I don't really eat them protein bars i mean i used to eat them a bit when i was at the gym and there was a vending machine right next to me but i don't really eat them now i never eat i mean i've only ever had one quest bar and i, I thought i felt like i was just eating sand uh, i didn't like it no they're not they're not the best no um mate i'm all out i'm all out i mean i've probably got so many more things i was going to say but yeah right now i can't think of them so i'm sure <laughs> if people enjoy it we can get another one going Oh, mate, we've, we've, there's so much we could rant about. We're just, just being, being horrible men, really. Like, so if anyone's watching and thinks we hate the fitness world, we absolutely love it. But um, this is what people have brought up to us as being the most annoying things in the gym world, apart from us. Correct. Um, mate, let's, uh, let's get it wrapped up. Let's, um, we've done it in the bin. We've, we've done it to death. This is yeah. the longest episode ever. Yeah, you're going to have to um, do some editing. I'm not going to edit it, mate. I really can't be bothered. <laughs> nah, mate. It just goes straight on, mate. Hour and a half. Job done. Someone watch it when they're... Steve, are you watching this? I know Steve's watching this. Um, keep your cardio going, mate, because he'll be, he'll be, you know, getting, getting this done. Go on. Um, right, quick fire five, mate. Favourite <coughs> yeah. alcoholic drink? 
Uh, do you remember a reef? Yes. The orange one. Bosh, I'd have that. <laughs> reef. That's oh, like okay. a beige, that's an old school drink, that is, mate. I was like, <coughs> hey, BK time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit like that, yeah. Uh, oh, to be fair, we, I'll tell you what we at uni what we used to do. <clears throat> we used to have a double, we used to get a double or triple vodka Red Bull. Yeah. And a smell of ice and pour it all in a pint glass together. Yes. That's what we used to have. That is that is lethal. That's a, that's my favourite drink. What's it called? Uh, I think it was called Jonathan Woodgate after the footballer. For I think for, I think I think for let's say negative reasons. So Google it. Matches the rest of the podcast, mate. Um, favorite food? Um, then pink and yellow fizzy color bottle things. Oh, pink and blue, sorry, fizzy color bottle things. <clears throat> what are they? Bubble gum color bottles? Yeah. This is the best selection ever. Uh, favorite body parts to train or exercise? My start to train. Uh, oh, favorite exercise? Probably I like push press. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. yeah, push press, probably my favourite exercise. Favourite body part to train? I don't know. Well, Anything that involves quads, probably. Cool. Uh, dream job? You do anything in the world? Rapper. <laughs> and uh, what? Like, as in, in Charlie and Chocolate Factory? or as in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rapping presents, mate. Yeah, it's wanted to be, yeah, it's wanted to be yeah. an I'll be like head of Moonpig. Oh, God, Mike, a few weeks ago, wanted to be a Wish You Were Here presenter we worked out. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what he worked out anyway. So, yeah. Hopefully yeah. I can make that, but maybe you can be a Wish You Were Here. Favourite music to train to? And then I need two songs so I'm going to add to the playlist that is live. Yeah, so, I mean, I, if favourite music is probably, I'm usually listening to some kind of hip-hop or rap more than anything else. But... Honestly, I usually have my music on on random, and you can people will catch me listening to like Britney Spears, yep. or like a bit of Elton John, even George Michael, or like some probably less obscure stuff. It can be anything, mate. I've I don't really need music. I've to train. Miley Cyrus, all sorts. Yeah, I don't really need music to train, but yeah, it could be anything. But usually hip hop, I guess. Two songs, mate. Big, big two. Uh, okay. What, what what people got in there? There's a big mix already, isn't there? Yeah, we've got um a couple of like really sort of deep tech ones, and then mainly they go down the rock route. You got like uh, I think there's Guns oh, and Metallica, have, um, Linkin Park, Eminem's in there. Oh, he's got Eminem. Okay, let's. I'll go different. So we got something. I'll go for a track called Adrenaline Rush by Twister, the rapper. I know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll boss that in, and then let's bring it UK. We'll go for something. We'll go for um, let's go for typical me by Kano. Oh, yeah, I was gonna, I was trying to guess your ones. I thought you'd have something like Fort Minor. I was trying to work it out. Yeah, could have done, could easily, could easily have done it, but I think you've got a few rock ones in there, so a lot to choose from, mate. Yeah, there is. There is. Mate, we've done it. We've wrapped it up, mate. Um, final thing, mate. What's your, out of everything, what's your top tip people take away to, to live a healthy, functional life? <laughs> do, do something that you enjoy. Exercise-wise, fitness-wise, whatever it is, for the majority of people, enjoyment has to be the main factor for general population. Don't force yourself to do exercises that you don't like just because someone's told you they do something, you can generally get 
certain rewards from other exercises that you enjoy. <clears throat> if you don't enjoy something, you're less likely to adhere to it. Nice. Um, and let's get your social media handles in. Where, where can people get you for uh, S&C coaching, that sort of thing? I don't even know them. Oh, I'll put them in the links, mate. It is. I think, I, to be honest, Instagram is the only thing I really do my training stuff on. I don't know what my, my thing is. It is Duffy underscore eight. That's it. I might change that in the next few weeks to make it sound more professional. But um, Don't need it. Don't need it. Awesome, mate. Well, thank you very much for coming on and talking absolute rubbish. No worries. Been a pleasure, mate. Stuff. Been a pleasure. Probably waffled on a bit, but... Yeah, it was a long one, but we did it. We did it, mate. Um, mate thank you very much. Um, I'll let you sign the show off, mate. <laughs> what, how am I going to do that? I don't know. What do you mean, do? Do I'm juggling or something? Yeah, do whatever you want, mate. Don't care. What do you mean, sign? Okay, uh, how do you sign something off? Um, Bye. <laughs> yeah, cheerio. See you later. Um, eat well, sleep well, and don't take life too seriously. <laughs>